we, we won't even keep that as an option. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us. Uh, you just missed an amazing sound bite that Dylan deleted. I deleted or, the whole thing. You deleted the whole thing. Just a lot of great content. Everything we did, so we gotta restart. Oh. My. God. Don't ever make that noise again. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great noise, though. You're gonna make it like halfway through the episode and you can't delete it. I'll delete it. I just... Uh, I have all this rib stuck in my teeth. Good rib, though. It's a very good rib. You just leave those in here, in there for me, so... Oh, the Tavanas? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Every time I stop that, I'll just, that's what I'll drink. <laughs> and go for it. I, I bought them thinking I, I might start drinking them instead of, like, soda or anything like that. Uh, they're alright. Not my favorite. Not something... I would just go into the fridge and think, man, what do I want to drink? Ah, Tavana. That's what I do. Yeah, that's what, what you I do. Want. It's It's not my thing. But it's your thing, so feel free to just pillage my refrigerator only for the Tavanas. So everything else on there is off limits. It's all mine. I'm gonna drink whatever the fuck I want. You do that. But as a bachelor, uh, my fridge is quite bare, except for the freezer, which has about 50 pounds yeah. of fresh Alaskan salmon and halibut that I caught. I still need to eat. I need to order some seasoning for them, blacken them, get them ready to. Just feast upon and some shake me, and bake. Remind me to take that salmon with me tonight. I'll give you a, I'll give you a fillet. Mmm. Fresh salmon fillet. Alright. So you you have the overall topic that we're going to discuss. Did we start? Yes! <laughs> were you not recording any of this? We're recording, but we don't have much of an intro. Yeah, what do you mean? Because that one you did... I, I hey, everyone. Did. Sorry for the late intro. Welcome to Carpe Noctum, the podcast that's expertly done. Yeah, you can tell that we're, we're really organized <laughs> this week. It's Friday, and I'm just happy to not be at work right now. Yeah, well, good for you. Yeah. You get to be happy about work soon. Yay. Yeah, that'll be nice. That'll be, that'll be nice for both of us. <laughs> um, yes, this week's topic, uh, we kind of hinted at... Last week, I guess. It was video games. Woo! And as I said last week, I keep on thinking it was... It was last week. I keep on wanting to say two episodes ago. What prompted this for me was finally, after after 12 years, I finally have gotten into Gears of War. And Gears of War 5 just came out a few weeks ago. And I destroyed Gears 4 so I could be ready for it. And, wow. I It is fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. I, I haven't played too much of 5 just yet. Um, I'm probably shy of halfway through. But, uh, oh, it's it's fun. It's a, such a great franchise. That's what I've heard. I've never, I've never owned an Xbox. So I've never had the chance to play the Gears. But I think... I know Gears 5 is on Steam. But I haven't played any other ones, so I don't want to play five because I'll have no yeah. idea what's going on. But yeah, so but I cheated. I looked up the synopsis. Oh, did you? For all the other games. <laughs> just so I knew where I was starting with four, and then five picks up right, right after? Right with that. Okay. Yeah. So. But from what it sounds like, Microsoft is starting to put all of their Xbox exclusives. It seems like they're slowly pushing those onto PC ports, or getting ready to at least. So that so if they do ever come out, you know, one, two, three... On a Steam, I'll definitely I'm definitely buying them yeah. and playing the heck out of them because I've always heard those are amazing. Games. Or you could just get an Xbox. 
Nah. And finally, you know, get the better console. No. And, uh, no. But just get have both. Just I have, I have both. I know. Well, if I were to buy another console, I'd buy a Switch. Uh, yeah. See, I want. Yeah. I want all three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I would I, love to have. I want. I would love to have all the systems, but that's a lot. That's not cheap. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's not. Uh, and also just a lot of games to get through. I already yeah. don't even touch my PlayStation enough since I have a PC now. I play a lot, of, most majority of my games on PC. Right. Well. Anyway, so uh, so yes, Gears came out. So we decided uh, we it was me and you said yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, we decided that you know kind of to commemorate. Uh, a franchise that I have been enjoying a lot lately. We were going to talk about spend most of this episode talking about our favorite video games slash the greatest video games. Video games, okay. Ever. Um, so I want to start off by saying by talking about a game that probably not a lot of people. have I mean, it's it's an old game. It's an older game. Okay. Not old as in, like, you know, like, original uh, Nintendo Atari stuff. Atari yeah, the Dreamcast. Not that old, but, you know, it was one of the f- it was one of the first games I got on PlayStation. PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, I don't know if you've heard of it or played of it, but I loved the games. And it is the Sly Cooper franchise. My brother played the heck out of them. He I loved them. I never did for some love reason. love that game. I loved that game. Uh, the first one was Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. <laughs> uh, and it was the story of this the main character. His name was Sly Cooper. Uh, it, he was a raccoon. Uh, and he was a... Very suave-looking yes, raccoon. He was he, a very suave... He was a very suave raccoon. But he was a thief, and he came from a long line of thieves. The Cooper clan. Every single individual, all males, in that family line was a thief. And each one of them kind of crafted their own unique talent and special ability to... Uh, to achieve their thieving prowess. So, all of these secrets and abilities, the entire family history was collected into what was called the Thievius Raccoonus, which I'm pretty sure is a play on the Latin words meaning a thieving raccoon. Uh, <laughs> so that was, you know... Uh, but so, so uh, some... I don't remember exactly what happened, but uh, there was this incident where the... People came and stole the book from the family, from his father, um, and split it up into a bunch of different pieces and took them for themselves. Uh, so his, th- what you do in the first game is you have to retrieve every piece of it. And so you, you go up against these different bosses who have their each, each have their own section of the, of the book. Uh, <coughs> And then you find other pieces of the book that have some ability. So you essentially you get like better and collect more abilities as you go through the game. And it was it was a it was a really fun franchise because it, it it kind of combined, you know, the right kind of like stealth missions with the fun shooting and combat game. It was funny. 
I mean, it, it was, I mean, it was a kid's game, I guess you could probably safely say. I mean, they were cartoon animals, but like yeah. it, you know, it, it's probably something I if I played again today, Still I would enjoy it. it. Yeah. You know, it's the same kind of combat there. Uh, one of my favorite things though, there was this, uh, there was this. Interpol agent who was always hot on his tail. Ah. <laughs> uh, her name was Carmelita Fox. Ooh, I think I've heard of Carmelita Fox. Yeah, she was. was she the, quite the fox? She was quite the fox for a fox. It was, uh, and they, they had this weird kind of like love hate relationship because obviously, like, she was his. She was like, he, Sly Cooper was one of Interpol's most wanted. And so she was like the head agent tasked with fighting him, and he was always slipping through her grasp. And uh, they kind of have like this romantic thing going on, but you know, for her, it's usually just about catching him. And then I remember that it ends with uh, him like getting knocked on the head. Uh, the third, the end of the, it's a trilogy, so the end of the third game, he gets like knocked on the head, he gets the amnesia, and. So then it, like, ends with... It, it, it seems a little... Almost a little, like, rapey now. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, he forgets who he is. So, Carmelita Fox is like, you're my partner. We were trying to do this thing. And and like so... Classic overboard situation. Yeah, so he forgets. So then, so then it ends with, like, them, like, being together. And, like, them... But, like, it's entirely under false pretenses... But it's not at the same time because there's reason to believe whenever his one of his uh, sidekicks, Bentley the Turtle, he's kind of like checking in on him at the end to see like, okay, what's going on? Sly turns to him and winks at the very end uh, of the game. So it's like he was faking his amnesia. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but she doesn't know that. I mean, she lied to him to... Well, see, I mean, you know, it seems a little... Eh, I'm fine with it. <laughs> It's a game. It's a fun way to end the story. There and then there was a fourth one. Was there, I think there was. Wasn't I never there? played it um, because it came out on PS3 and I never had yeah. a PS3. Uh, and I think you can. I think you can get it for PS4. I think it's like backward. I don't know what PlayStation oh. calls it, but it's like backwards compatible for Xbox. I don't think you can get it on the store store, but if you had the disc, it would work. I think. Okay. I don't remember. I looked into it because I wanted to buy them all again. <laughs> um, but that 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 was just my favorite. It had a great story. Uh, it had great combat. And it was a lot of humor. Great characters and voice acting. So that that was like my first favorite franchise. That's a good one to have. No, my brother played that. I don't know why I never did. I don't understand. I, did he, you ever try it? No, I knew I, I knew I would like it. I just didn't play it for some reason. I don't mm. remember why. My brother loved him though. He, he he absolutely enjoyed them. I don't know if you. I don't know if you and your brother had this relationship, but like, that was like quote unquote my game. That might have been know? it. Yeah. And my sister. So my parents, when they got us all a PlayStation, I think it was like two thousand one, two thousand two. It was a it was a Christmas gift. Uh, and so they got it for all of us, and then each of us got our own game. Um, and the game that she, that my sister got was Frogger. Do you remember that? I know of it. Yeah. Frogger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was. Uh, 
You know, we got to a level in that that we never got past. To this day, we, we've never figured out how to get past it. I mean, maybe if we went back and tried it, we could. But anyway, so I eventually like came to play that game. But I remember like the first time I played it, my sister was like, what are you doing playing my game? It's like, what's well, our PlayStation? And the game is just sitting there next to the console. Yeah, we so it was almost like this pseudo-ownership yeah. thing. We didn't quite have that, per se. We usually... We were pretty decent, I think, about trading off for playing. Mm. Yeah, we weren't. Yeah, I think we bonded more over video games than anything. No, so My brother and I did our fair share of bonding over, especially uh, the James Bond video games. Oh, Goldeneye? Goldeneye and Agent Under Fire. Uh, well, actually, we never played Goldeneye. Uh, I think we like we did with like a cousin, but we never had it. The two that were on PlayStation Two was Agent Under Fire and Nightfire. Mm. And oh my God, those were fun. <laughs> <laughs> those were fun to play. So I remember one Christmas. It was the first time because me and my brother we wanted like a a gaming system for a while. We're like, or we saw parents. We want a GameCube. We want a GameCube. Like, give us a GameCube. GameCube, which is, I, in my opinion, the second best console Nintendo's what? ever put out. Switch, GameCube, Wii, Wii U. What? It, it GameCube. Just, I, it was oh, a great no. system. Anyways, so we got it, and so I grew up on all the classic Nintendo games. Uh, my f- two, my two favorite being uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Which to this day I will defend as the best Mario game <laughs> ever made, <laughs> and Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, which was an absurdly difficult game. I've never that even time. heard of that one. It was very difficult, and as yeah, we would play. We played the heck out of like Double Dash and just all the Mario games, Mario Tennis. And I think I'm trying to remember what other games we had for. It was mostly Mario games, if I remember correctly. Oh, we had this one game. I played it a lot. It was the dumbest game, one of the dumbest games I've ever played. And it was a baseball game called Slugfest 2004. And Slugfest was like kind of like a franchise on its own. Yeah, it, it was a sports franchise. I've heard, yeah. I, it was I 2K, I believe it was owned by 2K. Oh, okay. And, or developed by 2K. And the whole idea was it, it was almost prison rules baseball, in a way. <laughs> so... The rules were, you could, you could, you could steal bases. Normal baseball rules, but you could kick, punch anyone on the field. (laughs) So you could run at second base, and if you slid and kicked the guy hard enough, he would drop the ball, and you'd be safe. There were times, and there were these cheat codes at the beginning of the game where you would just smash your controller, and all these cheat codes would happen, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, you'd be playing. In the lost city of Atlantis, your team would just be dolphins with a wiffle ball bat going against a team of minotaurs that just had this massive bone bat. And it was the most bizarre game I've ever played. And it was so it was so stupid and so much fun. I played it way too much. Yeah. So but so the two games, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, again, one of my all-time favorite games of all time. If they came out, if Nintendo came out and said, Hey, we're putting a remastered version of Sunshine on Switch, I would stop doing this podcast, go to Best Buy, buy the Switch, buy the game, and then just take off work for the next week <laughs> and, and play that game because that's how much I loved it. And Super Paper Mario, or Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door on the GameCube. We, it was, it was a weird kind of game where 
you were a 2D Mario in a 3D world, and you got these paper powers where you could turn yourself into a paper airplane at one point. You could turn sideways, which became a superpower. So you could walk through small cracks. Mm -hmm. You could do all these, like, other weird paper things. And it was really difficult because it was an RPG, so anytime the a turn-based RPG, so anytime you ran into enemy, you'd go to the stage, and your enemy would get a turn, you get a turn, and you had to, certain attacks and whatnot, you had to learn, like, how to beat certain enemies. Mm-hmm. And there was this one section where you had, you had to figure out how to get to, basically, the WWE of this world, <laughs> so you could fight in the arena and figure out what was going on. But to do that, you had to go to a, a shop and buy... I think it was a dried mushroom, a dizzy dial, and then another dried mushroom, I think. And then the clerk would be, oh, hey, how's it, hey, what, what's your favorite color? And you'd answer, yellow. And they'd be, oh, I don't know if you hear that, heard that correctly. What's your favorite color? And you'd say yellow again. And they would open a back room to the mafia. And you'd be like, hey, I want to take it to the WWE. And they'd be like, do me some favors first. And you do them favors, they give you a ticket to the WWE. <laughs> it was a great game. And had one of the toughest. Absurd. Yeah, and so me and my brother, we we played it all the time because it was great. Because we we during the stage, you could just you could help each other figure out the best way to kill your enemy. And I remember we finally beat the Shadow Queen, which was the, the main boss. And we finally beat. It. We've been trying forever, like all night, trying to do this. And we're oh yes, we finally beat it. Credits start roll. My dad comes downstairs. I told you guys to get off the game. Reaches down, turns the GameCube off. Oh, without us no. getting a chance to save, and we had to go back the next day and beat her again. <laughs> we, we were so livid that wow. we hadn't saved. So <laughs> I can't say I've, that's ever happened to me where I, I ever lost that amount of saved progress, luckily. I don't have a horror story like that, but I could imagine was not how frustrating yet. that is. Back in those good old, uh, oh, card, oh. The memory cards? Memory cards, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So which memory card do you want to save to you? A slot A or a slot B? Right, yeah. Oh, which oh, one yeah. is on? <laughs> oh no, it's full. What do I want to delete? You'd have to buy more. Honestly, what's so funny though now is that honestly that was probably the better way of doing things because those memory cards are like 10, 20 bucks. Nowadays, I, if you get an external hard drive for Xbox, especially like the Seagate official xbox one it's 80 dollars for another eight uh 500 gigabytes 80 dollars yeah for a which is which is um about six games seven games with how big today's games are yeah. some of them i mean yeah. my console is a 500 and i have to constantly be deleting and re-downloading some because i can only have i think a few of them are like smaller indie games so i think i have like nine games on it my uh, my P- my PS4 before I bought a PS4 Pro, I had the same thing. It was about 500 gigabytes, and mm. I was constantly, uh, which games yeah. do I want to keep on here? Which games do I want to get rid of? How, like, what do I need? But my Pro now has a terabyte, so I don't have that much of a problem. Also, right. I'm not playing it as much. It's my easier. P my PC has I think three terabytes of storage, and then a second SSD that's half a terabyte. And I never run into that problem now. Right, yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, I'm sure it's a different world there with the uh, with having to buy an external hard drive with a console. It gets expensive. 
But if I had it my way, I probably have. I would have at least like another terabyte or two, so I could have all my video games downloaded and accessible immediately. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if you if with the Game Pass, now that it's usually if you play through one and you're done with it, you can take it off and then download another one. Um, but if there's any that you pre-order, oh, it's horrible. What's what's really sucks is when you pre-order something, it's set to download automatically when it's released. You get home from like work that day, and it's full, and it's full and hasn't downloaded, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's that's annoying. Um, that's one of the reasons I pay for really good internet. Yeah. So as soon as I buy a game, even if it's sixty gigabytes. I'll have to wait 15 minutes and it'll be ready to go. Right. So. Did you ever play Jack and Daxter? I played a bit of the first one and a bit of the second one. Now that, oh my god. That, that is right up there with like Sly Cooper is one of my favorite franchises. That was so fun and so unique. And I think one of the things, I, I won't say it's more pervasive now, but I feel like a lot of people when they think video games... They're thinking kind of like rehashed versions of the same thing. So like Call of Duty. Call of Duty, I mean, Battlefield is pretty much the same thing. Different branding. Call of Duty is still one of the biggest franchises of, you know, modern day. Fortnite is different, but it's still a shooter. It's it's still it's a battle royale. But even Call of Duty, especially with Modern Warfare, will have their own battle royale. It seems like it's a lot of the same old rehash stuff. I have not seen something like Jack and Daxter come back, and maybe it's out there. But the, my point more so is being that it's nowhere near as like prevalent. No, that was as the, that the was basic the, shooters. That was the style back then. Yeah. Was, the kind of explore around mission here mission there kind of yeah. craziness that was that's what it was it's definitely shifted recently but also i th- i think a lot of the indie developers are you can find a lot more yeah. of that style in the indie style yeah that's triple a's aren't doing that as much because they don't pay as well yeah um i mean probably one of the bigger like open world explore kind of games from recent days i would say is uh Breath of the Wild, Zelda. Arguably, from what I've heard, I need to play it. I know. Yeah. Everyone that I've, I've heard, we, we everyone I've talked to, to every podcast I've heard, is it's the best video game ever made. Yeah. I've heard, it. when it came out... It's just beautiful. Oh, it's when it came out, beautiful every game. magazine, every everything was giving it 10 out of 10. Yeah. That, that I think the lowest score was like 9.5. Yeah, it's definitely... I mean, and that's unfortunate that... I don't have a Switch just for that game. I know. Every time I've come close to buying it, it's literally just to play that game. <laughs> that's pretty much the reason. Yeah. yeah that's the reason I'm going to buy um, a Switch, is to play Breath of the Wild. So I so just the other day, I... Well, okay, several weeks ago, I had pre-ordered the Call of Duty Modern Warfare. and The beta or the game? The game. Oh, really? Pre-ordering gave you access to the beta. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but... I, 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 and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do this, why not? But then just a couple days ago, I was like, I don't want to fall for it again. Because I, I have, there's, I think there's only like two Call of Duties of the entire franchise that I don't have, or haven't played. Yeah. Um, I have them all. And every time I'm disappointed. 
I mean, every time, at least since since World at War. Um, and Modern Warfare 2 was great, and I enjoyed it. I love Modern Warfare um, 2. It was a great game. Modern Warfare 3 was okay. I think I think you'd argue Modern War Either Modern Warfare 2 or Black Ops was the peak. I loved Black Ops. Black Ops was a great. Because I, I love Cold War history. Yeah. So I would that, argue that's, I, those, that's my personal favorite. Those two were the, the peak of Call of Duty. Yeah. But then there, there was just garbage after garbage. And then World War Two, I thought, was the biggest scam because I had such high hopes for it. And I thought it was going to be a game changer. I thought it was finally going to be everything good about Call of Duty and everything good about Battlefield rolled together in one. Wasn't, wasn't, anything, wasn't anything unique. Wasn't good. Wasn't special. So same with, same with Modern Warfare. I was like, this is going to be good. This is going to be a game changer. It won't, though. It never <laughs> has been. And I, I always give in to it as like, it's going to be different. It's going to be good. It's not going to make the same mistakes as the last five or whatever. So I, I, I canceled the pre-order and I was like, shouldn't do it. I've heard good things about it so far. And maybe, and maybe, but like, you know, I'll get it at Christmas or something. Like, I don't need to pre-order it. I'll get it maybe if it's on sale Black Friday weekend for yeah. a digital download. I might still get it. But it's like, to buy it at full price and pre-order it, I, you know, I, maybe, maybe it will finally be good. And, and obviously with them going back to what is arguably their best trilogy, their best franchise within the franchise, maybe it will be good. But... I was like, I, I don't want the disappointment again, so I'm not gonna get it for now. One of the, but going back to Breath of the Wild, uh, <laughs> there was, I think I saw originally it was on Tumblr or something. There is this uh, video on YouTube. <laughs> it's ten hours of one of the characters in the game cast uh, playing an accordion. <laughs> It's ten hours of that music. Oh my goodness! Uh, last I I had it. Last I had it clocked in at six hours and sixteen minutes. Why? I've listened to it. Oh my gosh! Why? <laughs> and what's what's so funny is that the whole like bit that's repeating is probably only about twenty seconds, and it <laughs> keeps repeating. So I just I I just want to share a little bit, just you know, so everyone hears what this is. Okay. It's just—it's just every time. <laughs> every time I think about Breath of the Wild, I think about this. Interesting. And how I've listened to over six hours of this. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Why over six hours of that? I, you know, it's, well, I admit it's not—it's pretty good accordion playing. There's just playing. something about it that I really enjoyed, and apparently, again, I don't know because I don't want to switch, so I don't know this for sure. But apparently, there there were a number of commenters who. Really, really enjoyed at least this part in the game. Like this one comment. It was left two years ago by Ladakteur. First time I heard him play in the field, I stopped and listened to him for like 15 minutes. It was so special to encounter him in a really peaceful part of the map 
with a nice view and just watches the sun goes behind the mountains in the distance while listening to his music. So I have never encountered that. I've never played it, but like, I don't know. I read that comment, had that kind of in my head, and the, the, the prospect of being in this beautiful open world happening upon this guy playing this, and then I just kept listening. Now, I also, I, I didn't literally like sit there and stare at the screen for six hours. Most Sometimes I had it like in the background when I was working on other stuff. It's, you know, because anyone who likes to work with music on, sometimes they like, if, if you're like me, rhythm and something going on is fine. Too, you know, lyrics, you start to think about it too much. So if it's instrumental, it can help your productivity. So this was just something that I sometimes <laughs> had on. Anytime, it's interesting that you want to play Breath of the Wild because you heard an accordion play in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, so I've watched other bits of clips. I've watched a, a speed run of Breath of the Wild, and that blew my mind. Just how... How does that work? In an open world, how did he... So, he, basically, there's, there are, there are how, even though like, it's made just superbly, there are glitches in the game. And he was able to glitch through certain areas and go faster to get certain abilities up. And then he used aspects of the games to basically launch himself almost across the entire map and skip half of Ganondorf's castle. And then he was just such a skilled player. He just kept almost not one-shotting, but just, just burning down the bosses. Like, it was no big deal. So how long? Oh, oh. 40 minutes. Wow. <laughs> to be probably one of the longer games out there you can play. Yeah. Probably up there with like Skyrim where you can spend 30, 40, 50, 60 hours beating the yeah. game. He beat, he beat it in under an hour, I'm pretty sure. I think it was actually might have been less than, it might, it might have even been like 30 minutes. It blew wow. my mind. But also, so anytime I think of Breath of the Wild, I think of that. Then I also think about, I've seen some videos of mods people have put into this game <laughs> where it has turned enemies into just a giant Shrek. Right. And then it has turned Link into Woody and his little kite flyer into Buzz Lightyear. And so whenever you jump off and start flying, it's it's a picture of Woody holding on to Buzz flying across the sky in Breath of the Wild. Wow. So. Um, speaking of mods, speaking about video games in general, but, you know, specifically speaking about mods... Talking about Skyrim mix? Cause no, well, yeah, <laughs> no, we don't. We don't want to give Bethesda more attention than they deserve. That's true. Uh, one of the uh, all-time most incredible franchises ever, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, the mods on that game are absurd. The mods on Grand Theft Auto Five are hilarious. They're absurd. I mean, there's everything from just like weird costumes to literally being able to play as the Hulk. I mean, it's. Oh, I've, those are it's those insane. are so funny. Uh, some of the YouTubers who watch Funhouse, they have a whole kind of series that they do all these mm, mods. Yeah, they have one where they're Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> they have one for every of the Avengers, and some of the Avengers just look yeah. terrible. Yeah, I, what, there's. A, I think I watched the one when they were playing as uh, Thanos, right? I, I don't know. I've seen Thanos. That one was funny. Grand Theft Auto V, just the fifth one itself, has grossed, as of last year, over 6 
billion dollars. It's just a, the one game. It's I mean, its own economy at this point. It broke selling records within 24 hours. I mean, it was it's insane. Yeah. It's uh, when did that game come out? It's 6 7 years old at this point, isn't it? Yeah, it came out I want to say 2013. I think that's right. So it's 6 years old. Yeah. And it's still one of the highest watched games on Twitch at the moment. It is. And that, I don't that, think I don't think it's dropped past top 10. In those sixty-year top, that year, that's no, that's unbelievable. And and since it came out, it was September seventeenth, two thousand thirteen. Every month, I think, save for like one month, a couple years ago, I want to I want to look this up to make sure I get it right. It has been the top-selling game. Even now, this year, it has been the top-selling game on in some months. That's despite absurd. the fact it, it's been it's almost been. Six it's over years. six years. You know that's another reason to talk about video games. It's ten days ago was it six year anniversary? Was it real? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Six years. That's ten insane. days ago, it was six. I years. remember when it came out and everyone just flipped. I I yeah I went and, and got it and I was like this is so much fucking fun. I, it, it, it was so it's, a, it's an insane. It's super good, but man, that's that's insane that it has survived video games that have come out and died. In between those six years yeah. that it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that Grand Theft Auto V was the number one selling game in the week ending June 2nd, 2019? That's six years after release. It's the top selling game in the UK, a full country, just because. Grand Theft Auto is obviously an incredibly selling game over the years. It has been in the top 20 games in not only the UK, but the US as well, in every month since its release in September 2013, but one. There are over 110 million copies sold, its launch broke seven Guinness World Records, and in 2018 it was reported to be the most profitable entertainment product of all time, having brought in $6 billion. I mean, it's not hard to figure out why, but that's just incredibly impressive. And it's still going. Is the thing? It's yeah. not. It shown no sign of slowing down. Yeah, yeah. That that what I remember. That what blew my mind was that it is in the top twenty every single month for the last six, six years, except for one month. Except for one month. That's insane. Yeah, I remember every month. A few, a few weeks ago, Rockstar just put out another huge update for people to spend even more money. Yeah, on. yeah. It, it, it's it's. The fact that it's not just a game that, you know, they kind of just made, dropped, released a few updates. I mean, they are continuing to create things for it. It's continuing to be a fun game. It's not It's not like uh, what Battlefield 5 was supposed to be. They were, they were going to release different updates. They still, EA has still not released an update for new maps and new American weapons to be included in the oh game. Oh my gosh. They still have it. like, the game has been out for a while now. Yeah, it's a year. Almost Is it really a year? A year? Almost oh a year. Gosh. Yeah, I think it was, it was October or November of last year they put it out. Jeez. And, I mean, it's, fu- Battlefield's fun because of the, the, uh, destructibility and the verticality, yeah. The destructibility and the, they, they, way before Call of Duty, I don't know why it took Call of Duty forever to finally get into this, but, you know, able to have 32 players on each team rather than yeah. just 8 or 10 was, was always something that made it better. And they included vehicles for the longest time. Yeah. Call of Duty, I don't even know if they still, I think they still might not have. No. Maybe with Modern Warfare. I think actually with Modern Warfare they were coming out with yeah. vehicles. 
But I know. That, yeah, they, EA still hasn't done that. And meanwhile, the reason why Grand Theft Auto can produce $6 billion in revenue is because they're actually they're continuing to invest in it and create something that people want to use, no, not it's, make some shitty game yeah. that EA can't even keep up with. I think the only game that survived that is that and Skyrim. But Skyrim survived... Despite Bethesda, yeah. at that point, I don't Despite think Bethesda really has it's everything players. that they've tried to do to tank the game. <laughs> yeah, well, they've released it on so many platforms yeah. at this point. Probably next year they'll be like Skyrim for your smartwatch. There's still so many memes about Skyrim yeah. that are just so funny. The, but it's the it's the the mods that have kept it alive. And yeah, I'm sure. The I think it's still like a top twenty on Twitch. I have. I'm actually. I never played Skyrim. I played. I. I was into Oblivion when it came mm. out. I really enjoyed it, and I just Skyrim was one of those things that I, there were like ten different occasions shortly after it came out. I was like, I'm finally gonna get it. I'm finally gonna get it, and I just didn't. Yeah. And so, probably in hindsight, it's fine. I yeah. didn't get it's, it. <laughs> it's fun. So I played it in. I got it when I was in college, which is a terrible time to start a game like that because you, oh, you don't yeah. have nearly that amount of time. When I started playing in college, I got a good way through the story, and then I had to stop playing because I just got so busy with college and things that were going on. And then I was like, oh, I'll start playing Skyrim again. Booted up, had no idea where I was, what I was doing, and what happened oh, to my yes, gear. And I that. just thought, I don't want to deal with this, and right. then I just stopped playing and I yeah, never went that's back. That's the difficulty. I mean, that was that I did that with Oblivion once, where I just like jumped back into it after not playing it for months, and I was like, I have no idea what is happening. So I'm just going to restart. Yeah. I restarted, got a big way through the game, a big chunk of it, and then then stopped and never played again. I still have never completed I don't even know how. I mean, there's games like that, there's almost like so much stuff, and there's so much content, there's so many side missions. Oh. It's almost like hard. Skyrim, I've, I realized this the other day, Skyrim is so big and there's so much to do it. The main storyline is basically a side quest. Honestly. Because there's so much other stuff you <laughs> yeah. can do. There's, that's, it's loosely there to kind of guide you if you want to do a story. Yeah. But a lot of people, I don't yeah. think, even mess with that. I was at one of my favorite videos. Speaking of Skyrim, you have to talk about the mods, which is probably it's probably the most modded game of all time at this point. Have you seen the Ultimate Skyrim video on YouTube? No. Hey fellas, I'm here with the new game Skyrim. It just came out. This game is getting great reviews. I've heard some great things about this from uh, from Joe YouTube. Uh, it's a first-person shooter. I feel like everybody plays IKEA born, so I'm just gonna make a Sonic to keep you it fresh. You started this war. Yeah. Plunge Skyrim into chaos. Yeah. And now the Empire is going to put you down. Yeah. And restore the peace. Put him down. What? What was that? It's nothing. Put him down. No, 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 no. Don't put me down. Is this for Sonic Boom? Don't be supposed to put the other guy down. You guys are. What in Could oblivion is that? The legends. I thought those stories were just kids' tales. Oh my god. It's really him. Ladies and gentlemen, Skyrim is here to save me. Oh my god. Thank you, Skyrim. I love you, man. It's raining trains. What have I done? You can't hit what you can't see, Rudolph, you red nosed piece of shit! Get the fuck! I summon my trusty oh, steed, Tommy Wiseau. Ride, Tommy. Skyrim awaits. 
and there's adventure around every corner. Hi, doggy. What? Why am I a dog now? Oh God. Is that what I think it is? <laughs> you are tearing me apart, no, Tommy. No, you can't fight him. He's too big. Do the Pulp Fiction. Do the intro. I work for Bellathor at the general goods store. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. What say you in your defense? It wasn't me. Oh, forgive me, Thane. I didn't realize it was you. We'll look the other way this time. Damn. I need to ask you to stop. That shouting is making people nervous. I won't do it again, man. I won't do it again. But watch out. I'm gonna do it. I got some good materials here. I think I'll go ahead and make the portal. Not too shabby. Apprentice level work, but solid. This shit is about to get crazy. Stand and fight archers! Shoot those trains out of the sky! Oh god, a surprise werewolf attack! I should have expected this! There's only one way to defeat werewolves! Get in there, bear! Fight them! God, you got fucked up! Get in there, bear! Remember to shoot those trains down! This is really turning out to be a really long battle! You gotta start wrapping this one up before my wife gets home, guys. Oh god, now it's a party. Who brought the macho man in? Now it's getting crazy. Where am I? Am I still exist? Why is there? There's a hundreds. There's hundreds of bears with auto tune. Who am I controlling with that shit, you motherfuckers? Now you gotta fight me! Whoa, is that a crab with a top hat and a monocle? That's where I draw the line. Come on, Master Chief. Let's get the fuck out of here. That was just absurd. So yeah, so I think Skyrim is the most modded game of all time. And also the most broken and bugged out game of yes, all time. Absolutely, the, bu <laughs> the bugged out game. The bugs are absurd. you say just flat out number one video game number one and number two what are your number one and number two oh video games gosh. of all time i don't know there's still so many that i i want to experience that i i respect out of just out of reputation but that i've played oh god i don't know i really gotta think about that one um, God, it's so funny because if you ask me about like TV, I'd be like, "Boom, Sopranos." Yeah, we all know. Yeah. yeah, Sopranos surprise. and Mad Men. Surprise, surprise. They battling for one and two, but like video games, I've never actually like thought about that. Okay. Like, especially since 
Um, some of them I have loved and hold in such high regard, but I also haven't played them in so long. So one of them would act, one of the ones I'm tempted to say is Sly Two, um, which was the second one in the Sly Cooper franchise we just talked about. But like if I played it back over, maybe it wouldn't live up to the hype mm-hmm. you know, that I built it up in my head. I just remember loving it, but I was also like ten, so. Yeah. So I don't know. And then, of course, Jack 3 in the Jack and Daxter franchise. Mm-hmm. Wow. That one was, I think, the best one. And it was phenomenal. Everything about that game was so good. Um, and then there are ones that I never actually like played all the way through, mainly because I didn't have a PlayStation, a PlayStation 3. So obviously one of those is The Last of Us. Yes. Oh I was God. assuming that was gonna be top contender for for that. Years. That's my number two. Is Super Mario Sunshine. Super Mario Sunshine is my number one. Oh really? You really? <laughs> I wasn't lying when I said it's it's probably my favorite video game of all time. Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, the Last of Us, easy number two. Yeah. God, that game. So is so good. I definitely see. I, I like I, I don't you know I don't want to overblow this, but like I, I could like break this down into like. Uh, I could if I could break it down into like genres or something like best first person shooter, best RPG, best whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know because some of the ones like so I already threw out Sly Two, Jack Three. Um, I would want to throw out. Uh, I'd want to throw out Alan Wake. I've heard that one's good. Um, that one. I mean that honestly, like the gameplay itself was you know it was okay, but the story was phenomenal and the the animation was phenomenal and it also had i would say one of the greatest soundtracks of any video game ever mm. uh there was so much good music i pulled out of that that soundtrack it was so good um and then obviously like grand theft auto 5 is legendary uh, uh no, i did remember i didn't want to bring this up and i, I would say this is a top contender as well because I first played it on the GameCube at a friend's house on the GameCube, and it prompted me to, without my parents' permission, buy it for PlayStation. Because it was M. It was an mm. M game. It was the first M game. Like, like I, so I played Halo at a friend's house, like my neighbor's house when I was a kid. I, but I at that point I had a PS2 and not an Xbox, so mm. I I never got into Halo. Um, but even the gore in that, it's not like alien gore. So, it, you know, whenever I saw, like, shooting someone and having blood come out, or someone falling on the ground and then bleeding out, that didn't come till The Godfather. Oh, I always saw that. I never played it. The Godfather video game. It's it's like a pre-Call of Duty Call of Duty. Really? Like it, or no, sorry, pre-Grand Theft Auto. Uh-huh. Grand Theft Auto. I mean, it was open world. I mean, and this was, you know, 2000... Five, I think, 2005, 2006, let me look to be sure. But, uh, you know, it was it, it was right up there with Grand Theft Auto 4, which uh, came out in 2007, I believe. Yeah, so the Godfather video game came out March 21st, 2006. So, this, it was, uh, it was truly phenomenal, because it had the an entire beautifully designed New York City... All 1940s style, all the fashion, everything. You designed your own character, which you weren't even doing, and still not even doing in Grand Theft Auto V. So you're you're building your own character. Uh, everything from from weight to height to hair to skin color, everything that was all different. 
And then you, it was it was as open world as Grand Theft Auto. You got to go around, extort business owners, and if you beat them up enough, you got to collect, you know, more money than if you had just gone in and asked. You kind of like go up in the family. Marlon Brando is in there. James oh, really? Khan is in there. Robert Duvall. They got all these actors to get. I mean, I don't. I think Marlon Brando had died by then. I don't remember. But they got James Khan. They got Robert Duvall. Wow. They got all these actors that for, that were in the original. Um, and you eventually get to this point where you become Don of the family. Where if you if there are any businesses left you hadn't extorted, you pretty much just walk in and they agree, and you don't even have to threaten them. Oh, that's beat pretty them up cool, actually. Because you're just you're commanding so much street power. <laughs> so your reputation is legitimate, and you increase your reputation. I mean, it was just a phenomenal that's super game. Cool. Um, and the, the graphics for 2006 were also great. Uh, what I would say my favorite James Bond game was Everything or Nothing. Did you ever play that one? No, I never played any of the Bond games. Was, oh, oh my god! I mean, my parents were very strict on M-rated games or T-rated games. I was going to say, those were teens. So, yeah. uh, Agent Under Fire and Nightfire were like, those were solid games. But I remember the game that like really blew up for me. Uh, it was also like the first third-person shooter I, I ever played. That was... Grand Theft Auto. Why do I keep saying that? was James Bond, Everything or Nothing. Um, and that was that was phenomenal as well because I guess that was still when, you know, maybe EA was interested in giving a damn for their video games uh, because they got Pierce Brosnan and they it was all realistic moves, so the, he acted them out. It was Pierce Brosnan, uh, Judy Dench, John Cleese as Q... They even got uh, Heidi Klum, who was a who's a model, a Victoria's Secret model. They got oh, her wow. to play the Bond girl. Willem Dafoe played Dang the Bond on. villain. I mean, it was like a Bond. It That's was a full it was, ensemble. It's what you'd expect from a Bond film. Film. It was this. It was action packed. You know, beautiful women. All the action scenes. Huge, beautiful cast. A very commanding cast. It was everything you'd want out of a film, a Bond film, rolled into a video game. And then somehow even better, because you were playing in third person. And it was, that. I mean, that was that was a very great game. So, you know, to, to pull it all together, honestly... You don't know. I couldn't say. I, I, could, I could probably list a top ten in no order, mm. you know? That's fair. <laughs> So one of the reasons I ever, you know, so you know this, I feel like more people don't know this about me than do, which I, I don't know, I feel like I talk about it enough. So I came to school in Oklahoma because the major I originally was pursuing at college was gaming and animation, and one of the reasons why I was wanting to pursue that was because, you know, the you know I loved video games growing up, and there really were just some franchises the culture gaming culture it just it had a profound effect on me and and the ability to create this uh phenomenon with depending on the franchise with with like no expense spared was just something that drew me so like bigger franchises and i'm not talking you know like garbage like call of duty i'm thinking like halo Mm. or Gears of War. I mean, Gears of War has had the same composer 
for a while, and it's Raman Jawadi, who also composes the music for Westworld oh, wow. on HBO. And, and he that's is a fantastic. Soundtrack. I would say he's one of the best modern day composers. And they they had an entire orchestra commission for this. Same with Halo. I mean, Halo's uh, soundtrack is just un- it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It is, and and it's probably I would, one of the most recognizable, if not the most yeah. recognizable. Up there with the Mario soundtrack, da, 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 <laughs> yeah. is the Halo soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so just just having that, all of that work, so many, th- especially like my parents. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't say they didn't care. They just, you know, they didn't know. And I, I know uh, a friend, actually former professor at OC. Not former. He's still a professor. We're former students. Uh, <laughs> his son is actually really big into Rooster Teeth. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I just talking to him about it, he was like, you know, video games, stupid video games. It's like people like that don't realize everything that can actually go into a video game. Oh, it's its its own economy at this yeah. point. Yeah, and it's not to undersell like smaller indie games because those can be beautiful in their own, in oh, their own way. I think I've talked about it before, but uh, the indie game Hollow Knight... Which is, it's a very, I think I've, t- I've told you about it, I know, I don't know for sure. that just made me think of Meta Knight. Oh, from... <laughs> <laughs> no, so the, the video game Hollow Knight, it's by an indie developer called Team Cherry. It's a very simple, in, an, in its form, it's kind of a simple game where it's a 2D uh, dungeon crawler. Where you're this little, almost insectoid type creature mm-hmm. with a nail that you use basically as a sword. And you go through the dungeon, and then you fight creatures, you beat creatures, you, you discover what happened to this town that you're in, and slowly the story unvol- invol- unfolds. And it's, it's not a super complicated game. I mean, you could tell it's a small team that made it. It's one of the funnest games I've played in a long, long time. The soundtrack, I listen to it pretty regularly, just because the soundtrack to it's that good. Yeah. And I, am, I, I think I have 40 hours on it. And it's it was just such a fun, challenging game, and they've announced a sequel, and I am so excited for that sequel. That as soon as it comes out, I'll, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, yeah. Some of the indie developers can make just incredible games. Yeah. So one of the one of the games. So it was published by EA, but the developer was Coldwood Interactive, out of uh, I want to say Sweden. It, it's kind of it's it's a niche developer, uh, but they released. Um, a game back in 2016 called Unravel. Oh, I've heard about that game. I heard it was really fun. Honestly, it's it's like, it's so sweet. Yeah. It is fun. You know, at the end of the day, it's fun. But it's also so sweet. So the, 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 the kind of like plot is this older woman is, uh, at the beginning, you see this older woman kind of like looking out her window and she's adjusting a picture of a baby and she has this ball of yarn um, and when she goes upstairs, the ball of yarn, like, rolls out, and it, like, falls on the floor and rolls, and out of this forms the m- main protagonist of the game called Yarny, uh, and he, he has to traverse the environment outside, which, by the way, is all crafted very, in, in great detail with kind of what you'd expect in that area either in sweden or denmark it's that kind of look to it very specifically and he uh 
He goes to visit environments that were significant to the homeowner's life, and you discover memories about this person. That's sweet. And like one of the like really sad parts is that one of the one of the memories you discover is that the old woman's husband died from a heart attack. And so I, IGN, uh, the review on IGN uh, said, Unravel took me on a surprisingly thoughtful and reflective journey, which encouraged me to appreciate the small and insignificant with every step. And uh, the Polygon review read, There's an emotional core to Unravel that's difficult to overstate, and it's hard to ignore how strong a character, character the little red spool of textiles manages to become despite not speaking at all. Unravel wants to say something, and I admire for admire it for that. And it was—it's just a really that that right there, low budget indie developer. But it was mainly its um, its animation style and its soundtrack that were very critically acclaimed. So yeah, it's it's not necessarily the need for you know Microsoft putting in tens of millions of dollars on a video game production, commissioning their own yeah. full orchestra. orchestra. You know, it can come out of smaller outlets. The, I think the point at the end of the day is is creators wanting to create something beautiful and meaningful. And oh, yeah. whether it's a giant franchise, big box production like Halo or, you know, Gears of War, or if it's something smaller, that's the... That's the really big thing. And, oh, yeah. And some... I, I don't know why I keep shitting on EA right now. Because <laughs> I, I just... I cannot get over just how much garbage they've put out. So Battlefield, the latest Battlefield, was one of the things. The fact that they have not put out any updates, despite saying they would, despite the fact that they keep on charging all of this extra money for all these added things that they said originally Battlefield wasn't going to have any of that. Because, you know, they also butchered... Battlefront Star Wars. Two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a cluster. Yeah, fuck that, of that epic proportions. Yeah, they just they just ruined that. So they're trying. They're like not doing that with Battlefield, but they kind of are. Uh, so you're like buying the game and then spending all this other extra money for other parts of the game that like normally you'd think would be included after spending sixty dollars yeah. on a game. Um, so they're doing that, and. Uh, and then, of course, the game itself still wasn't good. The, the campaign was good, but most people get Battlefield because you get it the of multiplayer. that multiplayer. And there's just so many glitches. I mean, they're kind of glitches that you'd expect to see out of a game circa 2007, 2008, are in this game that was produced in 2018. By a AAA developer with yeah. millions and millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah, I mean, there's just no excuse for it. But, the, I mean, the uh, I don't remember what the term for it is but you know how like when you're when you're aiming past a wall because you're you're along the wall you go to aim around the wall you're clearly not aiming at the wall but then when you shoot it hits the wall anyway i i don't remember the term for that no i'm trying to i'm trying to imagine what you're trying to say so it's like you're at a corner you go you approach a corner of of a hallway for example you look in at the doorway there's a guy running across, like, say, the, the, the big room that you're looking into. You're aiming at him, but it, it clipping. That's what it's called. Clipping? You hit the wall, despite the fact that you're not even aiming at the wall. You're that's, just too close to the wall. I think that's... I don't think that's... Clipping's when you go when you see body parts go through a wall. Well, that happens plenty, too. Yeah, but I, I think that's, an, that's an aim reticle alignment issue. I don't... Yeah, well, that's part, uh, that's part of the issue, Jeez. but, like, that's... That's, that's absurd. 
Or, or, or when you're trying to climb up a mountain and you're laying on a rock, you think you're aiming over the rock, but actually, no, you're aiming right at the rock and you shoot the rock. Shit like that. I mean, stuff that. Yeah, no, that, that's your absurd. reticle is not on the rock, and, let you're, and yet you're shooting. I feel the like rock. that's the most important part of the game is yeah, what you're aiming. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're a multiplayer. Someone's shooting at you, and you're shooting at the fucking rock. I mean, just that. <laughs> That shouldn't that, be happening in a game like that. That's like uh, the Funhouse put out a video recently, I think today, where they're playing just a crap game that they found on Steam. <laughs> where at one point, the camera misaligns. And so, the it's, a, it's your third-person perspective. And you're, like your guy is, according to your perspective, is uh, profile to you. But their aim reticle is right in front. And so you'll see him shoot at the side, and the guy behind him will die. <laughs> and it's the most just absurd uh, thing I've seen. We'll, we'll watch it after we're done here, because I haven't finished it. It's so funny, because yeah. it's, it's so broken. But, and yeah, there are... I think there was a period... I'm trying to remember when it was, when there were so many games coming out. But they were just... They were broken, they were unfinished, and everyone was just sick of it and finally the, the the a lot of the developers finally got it together and started shipping games that were actually complete i think the assassin's creed were some of the worst purveyors of this i think it was brotherhood came out and just the unplayability of that game yeah was a joke you yeah. for a triple a title like that it's 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 a special kind of like disappointing oh yeah when it's 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 like See, going to see a movie opening night that doesn't live expect, up to expectations, but like even worse it because it costs way more. Yeah, it's sixty dollars and not ten dollars, or and if you're in Oklahoma City, six dollars to see the movie. Um, but it's also it's it's especially if it's part of like a larger franchise or something. I mean, there's I so much more to it than oh just, yeah. Just, well, that movie was you know, yeah. Because no. you were expected not to watch a movie for two hours, but get dozens, if not more, hundreds of hours which, of gameplay from something that sure, which which is sucked. Which, yeah, <laughs> the disappointment has taught me to not be super hyped for games. Unfortunately, so this week the new trailer and release date for The Last of Us Part Two. I was just about to bring that up. I was going to say before, we can wrap this up. Do like a quick part of like a best of the worst. What are we looking forward to most of games that are coming out? Oh my gosh. Not, I was gonna so, bring that up. So yeah, yeah. The, the, it's because the trailer looks so good, and the char- the, the characters. So the for, the Last of Us, for you don't know, is a. Uh, I guess the best way to describe it is if if you ever seen the uh, the movie or read the book The Road, it takes yeah. a lot of inspiration from that. Where you're this older gentleman who has to escort. Uh, I think like a 12, 12 13 year old girl yeah. who has who's, a, who's immune to this like zombie like fungus. Escort her across the country to a people that want to use her to develop a cure for this virus that's making basically zombies. It's a zombie horror survival game, and throughout this entire time. It is it's it's a very story driven game and is the most emotional mm-hmm. and moving game I've almost I've ever played. There were, there are parts of this game that I cry I almost cried at yeah. because I was just so emotionally attached to these characters and it was it's it's number two in in my book for a reason. Yeah. The gameplay is fantastic. The sound design's amazing. The characters are just the most gripping characters in a video game I've ever seen. Yeah, and seeing. What's hap- What's gonna happen coming in the Last of Us Part Two? 
and it's coming out in February, mm-hmm. and it's it, I'm so excited. I'm actually gonna start. I'm gonna re start replaying The Last of Us tonight. Oh, I'm gonna start replaying because I just I love it yeah. so much. Yeah, I, I'm I've so already, excited. I already it. made the plan for the. I assume it will be among the many games that will be on sale for on Black Friday. So I'm gonna it's, get uh, the remastered one. For well, if, if you have PS uh, Plus, it's the free one this month. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I'll go home and get so it if, now. So, then. so yeah, so if you, if you have PSN Plus, which is like ten bucks a month, yeah. the remastered version I think is October's yeah. free game of the month. Okay. Well, then I will. I'll just get it. There. It was really funny because I so I'd played I'd I'd played The Last of Us on uh, PlayStation Three. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then a friend, I bought a PlayStation 4 later on. And then a friend of mine, he went out and bought a PlayStation 4. And The Last of Us Remastered came with it. Yeah. There was like, like a code for it. And he said, I don't really want it. He's like, do you want it? Why did he not want it? Yes, I do want it. And so I got it. I got the remastered version. And I played through that. I played through this game probably four or five yeah. times at this point. And I'm probably going to start replaying it again tonight. Because yeah. it's, it's just... It is the quintessence. If you want to look at how to do a story-driven game, play The Last of Us. Yeah, if if you ever watch like any kind of like uh, top ten videos on YouTube, if you ever look at most heartbreaking like video game endings, it's that's pretty much on every list. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, like when when I first beat it and I the Indian came. I just stared at my screen yeah, yeah. for like a solid couple minutes of just, yeah. what? Yeah. I, I, I always so find that good. special. I mean, people associate it with like TV and movies, when especially TV. After seasons, you're getting attached, attached to these characters. Something happens and you're like, what? No. It's like an audible. Like, what? The other day that happened to me with, with Gears. Yeah. Because uh, there was this... Uh, accidental like explosion you know all of these locusts were uh attacking the the main characters and there was this convoy of civilians trying to get evacuated from the ceiling so they call in this weapon that was used you know on like the first uh part of the the franchise and but they they don't have control of it the way they used to because like the satellites are screwed up or something because it hadn't been used in so long um and you know they end up all of the the convoy ends up getting blown up by the oh, weapon geez. that was supposed to save them and i remember just like what i remember going like oh my god <laughs> it was just an audible <laughs> reaction and and that's from a game that i'm like i'm nowhere near invested in that franchise as i am in some others and yet oh, yeah. i was already like oh my god no and uh, yeah and just the thing that like the the last message just does such a great job of just atmosphere yeah. and just honestly i don't know if i've ever been as afraid in a game mm. as i have in the last week so in so there's like two there's a few type different types of uh quote-unquote zombies they're not quite zombies but we'll call them like the normal the normal ones you see they're just humans or whatnot and they're like ah they're not too bad to get rid of yeah and then there's these things called clickers that have this Almost fungus crown growing out of their oh head, God. and they have they make this very audible, very recognizable noise where it's this like clicking, yeah, and it's terrifying because yeah. they're very hard to kill, and if they even get close to you, it's ga- like game over, you die. Yeah, and yeah. One of the 
one of the horrifying games for me, and I, I really think if I played it over, I maybe wouldn't be as scared, but Alan Wake was was that. It, it, and it wasn't, and it might not be in the way that you're talking about, because this was more just like disturbing, giving you goosebumps type mm. stuff, like raising your shoulder type, kind of um. just disturbing. It wasn't like horrifying, but it was, it was just, it just was nerve wracking. Yeah. You know? But. Yeah, the the So yeah, Last of Us Part Two. That is my, I I am just I am so excited. Would you say so? So we're gonna transition into that. The games within the next year that are coming out, most anticipated. Last, Last of Us, Us Part Two. Number number um, one. What about any others? Because that's on my list. But then also, uh, assuming it actually will come out next year. Uh, uh, Metro. S- no. No. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That, that is definitely on my list. Oh yeah, Last of Us Part Two still 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 that. number one because just because I'm so invested in that game already. So uh, another one I'm definitely wanting. It, it, it won't be till late 2020, probably November 2020. Um, I don't know if you've heard anything about Death Stranding. Yes, I yes. have heard about that, and everything that I hear about it confuses me really? more about it well just the, the entire premise so it's supposed to, it's a supposed to be an open world game which implements stealth and shooting elements with heavy ladling of narrative as stuff.tv puts it i'm really interesting in the what looked like from what i've seen the the stunning um Recreations of Norman Reedus. Oh, Norman Reedus and looks incredible. I mean, Martin yeah. Nelson in video video game form. I'm like, I'm here for it. So yeah. I'm gonna be all over that. So yeah. I'm I'm interested. That, that, I'm 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 gonna take. I'm gonna keep a close eye on it. Yeah, but I don't know if I'll play it just because it's I, I such a, it's <laughs> such a bizarre game. I don't know how much you've seen, but a large part of that seems to be Norman Reedus delivering packages <laughs> like there is a menu that i saw where you're you're literally balancing packages on top of norman Reedus so that he can walk properly because if you unba- if you put too many boxes on one side he has like a weird gait or like he, he's not you can't move mm-hmm. as well and it i just i don't know what it is <laughs> Like every podcast I've seen, every like video I've seen, seeing like, oh, more stuff's coming about Death Stranding. Maybe we'll know what it is. Right. Every time you see, it, you're like, what more the confused, fuck? More confused. I'm. I'm. I mean, but I, it's I'm, Kojima. I'm here for you. So you know, he, we'll who is a just genius ahead of his time. So I'm sure it'll be incredible. Yeah. I just don't know what it is. Another one for me is. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. 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 Whatever the hell. Tsushima. Yes. So that is by the developer Sucker Punch, yes. who was known for making the Infamous series, which is a very, a super one of my favorite series. Uh, it was a really, really funny. And the first two were fantastic. The third one was all right, uh, but those are really, really fun games. Like, I'm, like, I'm yeah. excited for the Ghost of Tsushima. It, it Tsushima. looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one, um, I. I mean, I'm, I'm. It's highly anticipated. Again, I don't have a switch, but there, there's a new Zelda. Oh, Breath, the out. new Breath of the Wild. Link's Awakening. Yeah. Is that the second Breath of the Wild? I don't know. Link's Awakening is a reimagining of yeah, the old game. It's the. The second Breath of the Wild has a different name. I'm pretty 
be sure. Let I don't know what the other... Because I'm pretty sure Link's Awakening is a... Not like a reimagining slash remaster. It might be, so then I don't know what... I don't know which one you're talking about. Uh, or if that's even slated for 2020. I want to say it's just Breath of the Wild. Because it'd be weird. To, it'd be weird. I mean, I guess it's not unheard of, but for them to put out two I mean, Zeldas. It's, it's not a mm, technically... I mean, a, I know one's, but either way... Yeah, Link's Awakening is a reimagining of an older Zelda game. Link's right. Awakening. So what's the new Breath of the Wild? I think, it's just, I, Breath, I think it's just Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, okay. So I didn't... I didn't even know that that was coming out mm-hmm. next year. So... So then I guess I'll say that, too, then. I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just gotta get a Switch. Yes. <laughs> and I'll throw in... it's. I'll say... I'll, call, I'll refer to it as an honorable mention. Um, as a kid, I used to love... I, I would love playing racing games, and one of my favorite was Need for Speed. Uh, and there was... The first Need for Speed I ever got was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2, which was on the PlayStation 2. And then the, the one after that... Um, was a lot was way more open world because Hot Pursuit Two is very much like going like mm-hmm. track to track, finish the race, you're done, that kind of thing. Uh, but this one, I think it was it was uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Oh, okay. Uh, that was fun, um, and Need for Speed Carbon wasn't as great. I remember Most Wanted was fantastic. Uh, and then, like, Carbon was a letdown. And then there was one I got with my Xbox 360 that uh, I think it was, um, it was... It was Need for Speed Most Wanted, but it was, like, a different Most Wanted. I don't know if they mm. called it, like, Most Wanted 2 or something. I don't uh, remember. I don't but, know much about the Need for Speed games. Uh, it was... It was just like nothing. It wasn't even as good as Hot Pursuit Two. It was just yeah. so. Ever since that, that pretty much was kind of like the end of racing games for me. Despite that, I, the fact that I loved them growing up, but Need for Speed Heat, which comes out next year, mm. actually looks like oh. everything good about Most Wanted. The the racing games have some of the best day. graphics yeah. that I've ever seen. To yeah. the point where I think I saw a trailer and thought, man, that's that's a really cool. Uh, I was like, oh, probably like real cars and they're like, I need for speed. It was yeah. in-game footage. I was like, no yeah. way. Hold on. They look, they probably have some of the best graphics yeah. in games right now. So, yeah, those are those are my go-to. Like Forza, I think, as well. Yeah. If I if I had to pick, like, what my, the one I'm looking forward to most, I might just say Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of people are. That one, that one's, that one's definitely my number two, but. Last of Us Part Two, yeah. easy, no, yeah, I get that. easy number one. I'm so excited for that. Uh, <sighs> okay, so we'll transition to best and worst of the week. Like we said last week, we'll make this not video game related. Okay. Um, so I'll, yeah. I already have mine. Yeah, please. Okay, so worst of the week on was it? It was yesterday. A semi truck caught fire on I forty. <laughs> what? How did I not hear about yeah. this? Yeah. So it was. Uh, it was unfortunate also because it was right during on my commute to work, so I arrived at work about an hour late. Wow! Because they shut down. So right where I forty I forty nine thirty five split, right. they shut down all of I forty. Oh my god! Because the whole thing was just I was on fire. Like they had like trucks, like cleanup crews. It was. I'll have a picture of it. I'll sh- I'll just show it to you real quick. 
that's a but lot. That's it's a lot of highway traffic. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a full semi, just just completely burnt to a crisp. Oh wow! So it wasn't a small fire. So yeah, they shut down that whole three lanes of I forty and had to find like a crazy way to get to work. And also, the traffic was just awful right. because I, like they shut down in a, in a very traversed part of the highway. Yeah. So that sucked. One for the. Know, the driver of that semi, that's, I don't know if he's okay. I hope well, he I is. I haven't looked in the news of it. Uh, so that was the worst of the week. Best of the week is I went to the eye doctor today to have a regular eye exam. <laughs> and she complimented me on how well I take care of my contacts, on how healthy my eyes are. <laughs> she said I was doing a great job. She's like, I don't even need to lecture you because you're doing better than most people that wear contacts. I was like, oh. Thank you. Wow. And then I also, because uh, I was loaded on low on contacts, they were running a special where if I ordered my contacts through them, a year supply, I got a free pair of sunglasses. Mm. And they were a very nice pair of sunglasses. Which I think ones on the are rec- they? I don't know. I'll, I'll show them to you. But I think on the receipt, it was like $120 sunglasses that oh, they were really? not complimentary sunglasses. So right. It was, it was a great, nice. that was a great this morning. Yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah. <coughs> I don't, I don't know if I have a worse. I, I, well, I think among the worst, <sighs> I'll call it worse because it's political, though. Uh, I won't go into it, but this whole... Everything that's happening with the Trump impeachment thing. Oh, yeah. Um, not so much that it's happening. More so just the way people are talking about it. And again, a lot of it is on... A lot of what's being talked about on social media. It's like... It, it's really like... It's just sad. It's like people can't even agree on facts anymore. I no. mean... I mean, the, the the amount of, the number of excuses people are, are providing Trump saying, oh, that's not what he meant, or that's not, and then, you know, certainly probably most liberals don't even care, they just want him impeached, yeah. you know, uh, it's just disheartening, you know, um, so that's probably, with everything that's happening about that, that's probably worse, the best, and I, I'm not going to go further into it for now with you i'll you know go further into it off air but i just got some very good news today professionally speaking and it's good that's all good yeah all right it's good it's just good (laughs) it's just good okay but that's that's uh we'll call it quits there for this week until next week have a good one everyone Carpe Noctum is a production from Gaudium, for fun, for future. Hosted by Dylan Shoup and Dylan Kiefer, mixed and edited by Dylan Shoup. Quick thanks to bensound.com for our theme music. Join us again next time.